Welcome, everybody. <sighs> Cocaine is very nice. My name is Dominic, and uh, obviously I did that for effect, although indeed it was an actual blast of, I would say, medium quality crack cocaine. Excuse that sound, it's just my bed squeaking. Tonight I wanted to talk about the joys of perturbing the mind. We're always hearing about the dangers and destruction and horror that comes from altered states of consciousness, addiction, and don't get me wrong, all those things have accompanied my life, have visited me many times, and many times during the day and night, I find myself in a place of despair, disillusion, desolation, dismay. You can see I'm going for alliteration here. Um, but the joys of perturbing the mind never gets a fair shake, you know? And, you know, there's a reason we all do it, or many of us do. We love to fuck with our consciousness. We love to play or diddle with the situation of consciousness and its contents. Now, can you remember as a child? I know I can. One of my favorite things I used to love to do, one of my favorite things, excuse me. No, I'm not smoking. But I used to love spinning in circles really fast. And I know you remember doing this. And then you'd stop and the whole world, all of consciousness would just start or continue moving. And physiologically, that was, you know, messing with your vestibular system and your ear, causing your sense of proprioception or your sense of where your body is in space to kind of go off uh, equilibrium. And it also caused a kind of weird sense of euphoria, you know, just, it, and it just wasn't boring, you know, it was something kind of interesting. You know, something else I used to do, I used to, you know, put my head in my pillow and I'd kind of press on my eyes in the dark. And um, it would cause visual streaming to kind of occur, um, kind of because I was pushing on my eyeballs that was triggering my rods and cones, um, activating them, and um, even though, you know, the absence of light, um, I was telling my eyes that light was there in a weird way, and so colors would appear, patterns, and I did that shit for hours and hours, I mean, it was such an interesting thing, um, so this started at a very early age for me, perturbing the mind. And I use that phrase, I take it from Terrence McKenna, because I love it so much, and I, I give him credit for saying that. Because there's something to that, perturbing the mind. You know, we have this beautiful, pristine, um, 
as William Blake called it, divine imagination. And that imagination is so vast. It's what causes us to fall into the category of homo sapiens sapiens. Um, that imagination allows us to project ourselves into the far reaches of space. It allows us to be different characters and avatars. It allows us to hype up, uh, bring hypothetical situations to bear um, before actually acting out on them. Should I ask this girl out? Hmm, what happens if I do this? Well, this might happen. It's, you know, it's a, it's a scientific way of thinking. It's uh, experimenting, testing hypotheses um, in your mind before actually uh, embarking on them in reality. Um, so this imagination is very psychedelic to me. And the psychedelic experience doesn't necessarily have to involve LSD or psilocybin, although it helps. Um, life itself is psychedelic. Life itself is magic. Um, this is the truth. And if you just, um, without even taking a substance, practice a little meditation. Um, breath meditation is a good one to start. And just watch your breathing. And as your mind starts to settle down, just watch consciousness. Watch the contents of consciousness. And you'll see how things just arise and go away. It's like a river of process. A process river. Um, this includes weather, sounds in the room, thoughts. They come. They abide. They dissolve. This is the truth. And I say these things, this is the truth, because you can try it for yourself. And I undeniably guarantee that you will experience the same thing, because I am no different than you. Now, I may have been practicing for a longer period of time, and the deeper you get when it comes to meditation, the more still the mind gets, the more you start to transcend those defense mechanisms, those things that tell you that you're a person with uh, hopes and dreams and uh, a story. That's the key thing. The story we tell ourselves is a lie. It's just a story. It's a vital lie, though, as Ernest Becker says in uh, The Denial of Death. It's a vital lie because we need to tell ourselves this story. Otherwise, the horror of the truth, or the shock, let's say, is too much to bear for most people. And I would say even for anybody, it takes time to adjust to that realization. Um, this is why in Zen, you can get what's called Zen sickness. Um, you can, you know... You need to be stable to be able to uh, go to retreats because you do start to touch these psychedelic places. And for many people, it's too much. It's just too much to see through that there is no abiding.
yourself that there is no stability that the rug gets pulled from under you and it's a groundless ground that's psychedelic it's a groundless ground and that's very discombobulating that's very scary but take heed there is good news you can become adjusted to this you can learn to stabilize yourself in this moment of groundlessness and as you become better at it god it becomes beautiful it becomes absolutely pristine and magic becomes the the nor the normalcy you know you start to see things like you did when you were a child you can get the same effect by taking a good dose of LSD or mushrooms um, if you don't want to meditate. I suggest psychedelics as a beginning because that's what brought most of us to meditation um, and uh, that insight because it doesn't take much work. You just take something and you just sit back and wait and wait and all of a sudden your body starts to change. You start to feel a little weird. Um, kind of cold, kind of hot, chills, a weird feeling, strangeness in the body, kind of like an uncomfortable feeling, like something's coming. An intimation is a good word. An intimation, a foreshadowing. And then you see it in the distance. And your ego basically goes, oh shit, what did I just do? And that's the time to not buckle down and get frightened. It's the time to allow yourself to be swallowed whole by it because it will pass. And if you can just allow it to run its course through you and just be open to it, you will have good trips always and it will teach you what you need to learn. And believe me, we need to learn a lot. We're a very young species. We're a very aggressive species that likes to kill and destroy the planet that's uh, been so freely given. So perturbing the mind um, this can be done in many ways. Um, cannabis, great way to start perturbing the mind. Um, has a psychedelic vibe. I remember the first time I got stoned and, and it actually worked. The first high I ever had, it was absolutely magic. I mean, I couldn't believe that there was a way of seeing the world like this. Everything was just so new and alive and just it's like having tiles over everything your whole life with labels on them tiles like lamp carpet and they're 2d and they're drab and they're fucking ugly and then all of a sudden you take this cannabis or LSD or 
and those tiles just get smashed away you see reality as it is you see a bird and you don't see the label of bird you see this infinitely colorful fluxing process everything has this quality and again Terence McKenna says the only fear is death by astonishment because you are literally astonished everything is like oh my god I think the first time that I had a really intense psychedelic trip I said oh my god exclusively for about seven hours oh my god oh my god and I'm an atheist you know but I just couldn't believe it I couldn't believe it that I had forgotten and that's what happens when you're a child as Jesus says um, you have to become as little children if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven we've all forgotten what it's like to be a child everything being so new and wondrous magic magic's real back then and then everybody beats it out of you and tells you no magic is not real everything is a reduction you can reduce everything magic isn't real but let me tell you something it goddamn is real that wonder comes back when you see it this is why I do a, a couple times a year because I need to reset because society instantly swoops in after it wears off and tells you once again you are just under the influence of a drug that was just a drug that's not how things are you know that, that was craziness go back to your normal duties go to, go back to work have your coffee get some energy and go fucking work and all you're left with is that nostalgic memory of something that may or may not have ever been very interesting things so there are very many um, substances that perturb the mind I don't want to get into the specifics of which substances but the psychedelics and cannabinoids are the best ones to get to get a sense of the state that I'm looking for and talking about um, but cocaine heroin things that I do now um, as da dangerous as they are and as detrimental as they are have their and be careful they have their virtues and that words a little too strong maybe but virtues nevertheless because they do teach they do teach um, they just teach in a way that unfortunately causes the body to become addicted to them because they're so rewarding so euphoric and um, that's the problem you know if these drugs could be used safely I would recommend everyone doing them but um, I can only give that recommendation to psychedelics and cannabis because those truly are the safe ones. The ones that you can't abuse, the ones that you can't die from, the ones that are truly life-changing. So to perturb the mind has been 
done throughout history with alcohol. And alcohol culture is a fucked up one, you know, and I, I'm an alcoholic too. I like to drink because um, it self-medicates me, you know. A lot of times when a lot of the drugs that I do are self-medicating. This is one of the reasons why I don't put psychedelics in the same class because psychedelics are like the undrug. They tell you and show you, Jesus fucking Christ, what are you putting up your arm? How much money are you spending? Look what it's doing to your family. You know, LSD is a is like an old grandmother or a, um, or a wise teacher that you can talk to, and and I do. As weird and crazy as it sounds, it's allowed me to become a more sensitive person. It's complemented my meditation ex um, exquisitely, um, and it's also helped me with my music. The three things, the trifecta, the three pillars, if you will, of the psychedelic life. Um, having a creative outlet, using psychedelics, and meditation. Um, that would be my thesis for living the psychedelic life. What does it mean to be a psychedelic person? It doesn't necessarily mean that you drop acid every day. You can be a psychedelic person and not take LSD anymore. Um, these are all true things and things that we could talk about for hours. I wish I had some people here around that we could ask questions and uh, have a question and answer period. Um, and hopefully as this podcast grows, if it ever does, um, if it doesn't, then I'm happy with just getting it out because it's beneficial to me alone, uh, just talking, talking it out, learning about myself. Because no one really cares about you the way you care about you or the way you should care about you. And I know that I don't love myself the way I should, even when I say I do. My uh, behaviors betray me. So, we're going to talk more about perturbing the mind in future episodes. Um, it's been great sitting with you, talking with you. Um, I live in Rochester, in New York, and it would be great to, to organize some kind of group doesn't have to be a AA meeting or something like that. You know, preferably a men's group would be nice because that can kind of takes the uh, the allure of the vagina away from the meeting, which let's face it, folks, that plays a big a big role. You know, and maybe uh, as we become more stable, we can start integrating that because women have so much to offer and. Uh, being in touch with my feminine side is so important to me. So that's why women have been so important in my life. So I was half joking when I said that. But, you know, it is good to have a group, a men's group or a woman's group in your town where you can talk about anything. Um, and perturbing the mind is a topic that I find so interesting or else I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't talk about it, and I wouldn't perturb it. Speaking of the devil, literally, I'm about to go uh, perturb my mind a little bit more. So um, I hope everybody enjoyed hearing this. I love you all. Um, being alive is so fucking strange and unresolvable. It's a question that can't be resolved. 
it's um, learning how to rest in not knowing. To me, this is what life has taught me. This is what meditation, psychedelics, and losing myself in my music have taught me. That I don't know is the best answer. That I don't know is the most psychedelic answer. That I don't know is as good as you're going to get. And it's the smartest answer you're going to get. Because no one fucking knows. See you next time.